Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Govs on the Go Alumni Edition, a podcast featuring alumni from the College of Arts and Letters here at Austin P. State University. My name is Dr. Buzz Hoon. I'm the dean of the college. I'm also host of the podcast. And today I'm talking with Celeste Malone, who graduated not with not just one degree, but two degrees from Austin P. in 2017 and 2019. Hopefully I've got that right, Celeste. And uh, welcome to the podcast. I'm very happy to be here. Um, this looks like a it's going to be a good a good time, and I'm I'm ready to go. Well, we're going to reminisce about the old days. How's that? You know what? That's my favorite thing to do. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> let's let's do it. Love Austin P. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Well, let's start um, with what's going on in your life. Tell everybody where you are and what's going on. So I currently work at Vanderbilt University as a communication strategist on their campus communications team. Um, pretty much my role is to assist with a lot of the campus comms that go out to faculty, staff, students, um, some of the uh, local Nashville area, but just depending on what the project is. Um, my biggest projects currently on my docket, I just finished up with um, our commencement ceremony, which was a challenge because it rained and Vanderbilt's commencement is typically outside. So we had to do a lot of moving and shaking and crisis management um, and crisis comms to actually get that completed. And we did it. And I'm so, so proud of the work that the team did. Um, I also work with a lot of the Welcome Week communications as well as, you know, day in and day out uh, information kind of, I I, I believe it was called um, Gov Says at Austin P. But so now I'm working on Vanderbilt's version of that, which is my VU. And I essentially send an email with all of the news updates happenings on campus every Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Well, we're going to talk about this job uh, a little bit later in the podcast where you, you can tell us all the, the things that you're responsible for, what you've learned along the way, what kind of skills you need to have if somebody's interested in doing that. As a, as a career. Um, but let's go back to the beginning. And uh, you're a Tennessee uh, native. And so you you said you grew up in Murfreesboro. Yeah, yeah, I grew up in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Um, so a little bit of additional background, both of my parents, uh, my mom is from Mississippi, my dad um, was born in Gallatin, Tennessee, but moved to um, South Carolina when he was a I think young, maybe 10, 11 years old. Um, and so they both decided to go to MTSU in Murfreesboro and they just loved it so much. They stayed there. Um, and my father actually works at Middle Tennessee State. So, you know, higher education is in my blood, it seems. Mm. <laughs> um, I also, uh, my dad's grandfather was also an educator. Um, he actually helped to integrate uh, Gallatin High School and Union High School in uh, Sumner County as well. So we, um, we've just, I've come from a long line of educators and I'm excited to, to even be in this space, but yep. Sister and I grew up going to MT games. We, um, we just knew that this was home and, but I also was really eager to get out. I was the daughter that was maybe a little bit of the troublemaker, um, had a really fun childhood and, when it came time for college, I was like, okay, where can I go? Not MTSU, love your mom and dad, but that was not where I was going. Um, so ultimately uh, my senior year, um, I was student body president at the time and all of my friends had started finding all of these 
phenomenal schools. They were like, oh, I'm going to um, uh, one of the SEC, big SEC schools. So Alabama, UT, all of these places. I was like, that is way too big for me. I need something a little bit smaller. Then I talked to my friends and they were like, oh, we're going to um, Swanee or one of the smaller. And I was like, oh, they're too small. I need my happy medium. Um, so I had toured a few places and my dad was like, you know, why don't you try Austin Peay in Clarksville? And I was like, Clarksville, where is that? I have no idea where that is. Never been there. Never heard of it. Took me up to a tour. And I kid you not, the moment I set foot in front of Castle Heights and I looked up at the dorm, I was like, this is home. I hadn't even gone inside, hadn't even um, really seen the rest of the campus at that time. I just knew it in my spirit. This is where I needed to be. Um, so the next day, went ahead, applied, and I was able to get in, <laughs> which was phenomenal. Um, you know, one of the things that happened when I was in high school is that I know a lot of students and kids have this or young adults have this conversation, but I had a professor, you know, a teacher tell me that I wasn't going to make it because my ACT score was so low. They were like, this is so low. You're never going to get anywhere. You're never going to make it. You're what? This is mm. unheard of. And so that lit a fire in me to go hard all the time with an adequate amount of rest, but going hard. And so I got to got to Austin P um that fall had no idea what my major was going to be, <laughs> had no clue what I wanted to do. And then I set foot in Dr. B's intro to social media class. And that was the moment that I knew I needed to be in communication. Um not only because of the instruction and the freedom I had in that class to kind of really embrace who I was. He was just one of those professors that made you fall in love with learning. And um, from then on, that's what I did. I also had a minor in political science. I wanted to be a political analyst at a time. I was like, yeah, let me go be on some news station here where I can talk about whatever it is. But um I found that I liked writing much more. And so um, Dr. B really opened that door for me. And so that's that started my whole <laughs> journey to uh, to Austin Peay becoming the governor and my career to this day. Well, I hope some students get a chance to hear this because um, I think many people are like you in the fact that they just haven't found what they're passionate about yet, you know, um, but, you know, they want to you know, they know that higher education is that provides that opportunity. Um, and and one of the things that you got involved with, with I think is important as well, is, is you were in, in a sorority. I was. I, I still am, actually. Um, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Uh, my mother is, uh, is a member as well. Um, that organization is um, part of the Divine Nine, which is a umbrella of all of the historically black Greek lettered organizations. Um, and so Caparo chapter, shout out to my sisters. Um, I, one of the things about being in a sorority, and I know a lot of people have this thought about, oh, well, they're all paying for friends or they're paying for, you know, um, you know, resources, all of these things it is so much deeper than that across the board. Any of my Panhellenic sisters, my um, IFC brothers, I mean, they, 
fraternities and sororities really teach you some of those life lessons, whether it be just being a good human to also business to also networking. It provides you with a platform to always have a connection no matter where you go. I've, I've interviewed, I've been to a number of places um, and I've worked at a number of places where I found community with um, being a sorority member. And I, I'm truly thankful for that. Caparo really did, did some phenomenal stuff. They are doing phenomenal stuff on campus. So I am so proud of them and I'm excited to always be a member of this phenomenal organization. And it's great that you, you know, you have echoed what I've heard from so many other alums about the impact of their organization like that on their life, that they are always going to be a member of that sorority of that fraternity. Um, and that that means a lot, I think, to a young person to understand that these are lifelong people that you're connecting with. Absolutely. And, you know, one thing to mention about Divide Nine is that we still have conferences. We still have meetings. We still have graduate chapters that we're a part of. I mean, I am still serving in this organization. So, you know, one thing about Divide Nine organizations is that it does not end after you walk across that stage. You are a member for life. And um, I feel like that is such a beautiful thing. And you also think about the history of being in a Divide Nine organization as well. You have phenomenal people like Mae Jemison, you have Rosa Parks, you have members that you can look back to, to draw strength from as you move forward. And that is one thing that always resonates with me when I talk about my sorority experience. I mean, you just, it's, it's such a beautiful thing. My sister actually is a member as well. So my mom, myself, and my sister are all members of the same organization. So uh, it's a family affair. Nice. And hopefully other people will consider that when they come to Austin P. Um, another thing that you got involved with, which uh, you mentioned was very impactful for you, was uh, the Allstate, uh, the newspaper. Oh, my heart, my heart and soul. Um, yes. And I hope I don't get emotional because that is one of the most transformational um, experiences that I had at Austin P. Um so when I got started with that, Caitlin Clark, who is also a Com, um, comms alum, she is in Chattanooga now, phenomenal, doing great work. Talk to her all the time. Um, but I found the Allstate just kind of walking on the first floor, bottom floor of the MUC. And I was like, hmm, I didn't know we had a newspaper. Let me go check it out. And she was the first person I met. And um, at that time, I was applying for an internship in Washington, D.C., and I ended up securing that internship. And Caitlin was like, hey, you should write a blog about it. I don't know if they're still on the website, but it was it was called CD in DC um, because my middle name is Danielle. And I wrote about all types of just random experiences from a Southern girl going to a city, a big city life that I had nothing, no experience in. And um, it was kind of, it was quite funny probably more of my more humorous things that I was doing at at, uh, at Austin P and with all state, but I fell in love. I fell in love with writing. I fell in love with the team. I fell in love with the leadership. Um, Tammy Bryant in uh, student affairs. Um, she was so, she cared about us in a way that I just, she, she felt like the best mom ever, you know, <laughs> like, 
you know, aside from my mom, my, my birth mom, like she was my Austin P mom. That's what she became to me. Um, she, she challenged me and I was hesitant. You know, I had gone through a couple of iterations of the Allstate being a writer, being a staff editor, um, a, a news editor. And she said, you should consider applying for the editor in chief position. I was terrified. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. And she was like, you can do anything. You know, you can do anything. She said, that's the beauty of college and the beauty of Austin P. You mm. can do anything. And I believed it. I said, that's the be- best pep top I've gotten, pep talk I've gotten since I started. Like, let's do it. And so um, I applied and I became editor in chief in 2016, I think. Yep, 2016. And um, this is where the heart comes in. I recognized that there was a missing element to the newspaper. I, I saw a lot of people, but I, I didn't see a lot of diverse faces. And so I made it a point to speak up in all of my communications classes saying that I am the new editor in chief. If you want to write, if you want to boost your portfolio, if you want to be a, just, if you want to be a photographer, if you want to be a web editor, come talk to me. And that's what a leader does. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's come talk to me. Let's try to figure out where we can plug you in at the Allstate. Um, And so because of that, we were able to build something that just did not, I couldn't, I can't put words on. Um, We built a, and I know that every, all the, you know, new folks, everybody's like, oh, you know, you don't want to have a workplace. That's a, you say it's a family, but it was a family. We were in the trenches together during the 2016 elections. We had um, special editions. We had all of these different ideas and, and beautiful written words, writers, photographers, illustrators. And not everybody looked the same. And I think that was the sweet spot for the Allstate at that point is that we had a team that leaned on each other, that respected each other, that respected the difference of opinions, that allowed for us to fully be ourselves and create a safe space for us to build a beautiful newspaper each week. Um, a lot of the folks that I worked with, uh, I, I know I don't know if we're supposed to like name drop or do whatever, but um, one instance drop. really. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> one one instance really stuck out to me. Um, Juno Von Palco. Um, they uh, Doc V's um, child, and they. I remember when Juno walked into that office, and they were like. I don't know what I want to do, but I want to do something. I love movies. I love, um, this is what I like to do, right? And I said, oh, we can find a place for you. No, no problem at all. And I let them have free reign. They went and watched movies. They went and watched Netflix shows and they wrote reviews and people were reading them. Yeah. And I remember, and I, and I, do know that um, Juno's mother had passed has passed on, but there was a moment at the end of that spring, um, one of the springs that I we were having our final banquet or something, and Juno's mother had pulled around and she said, 
thank you for embracing Juno for who they are. And I was wrecked completely, completely emotional, mm. lost it. I mean, I was crying and I was like, Juno's phenomenal. I don't know what you're talking about. And, and she's that and knowing that I changed and that the culture of the Allstate, I don't want to say it's just a me thing, but the team that we had, knowing that they were able to create a space where someone who could not find that place on campus found their home. Every day I live my life like that. I live my life to know and to create a space for someone who may not know where they fit to fit, or I try to find them a place to fit. And I know I'm talking about this for a long time. We, I know we're, we, I got it. We got a wrap, but I am, I cannot say enough about the Allstate. I cannot say enough about the leadership. I cannot say enough about Tammy. I mean, that really changed my life. And, and if everybody's listening, your people from the Allstate are listening. No, I love you. I miss you. We will, we're always going to be connected. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that and that's the purpose of this podcast, I think, Celeste, is that we have to understand that there are many people that help us along the way. Uh, a lot of people influence us and help make us into who we are. And and this is a, a way to acknowledge those contributions. I know that there are some faculty members out there in, in Com as well that you had special relationships with. Yes, 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 yes. So Dr. B, as I mentioned, just the coolest guy in the world. I mean, um, but you know, one one other that I that I do give a lot of credit to is uh, Dr. HG. My first class with my first class with her, she had on like the most phenomenal outfit, and I think that was the first. I was like, oh, we're gonna get along great. Like she's like she's got, she got on a skirt suit, and she's a professor. Like, yes, this is what I want to see. You know mm-hmm. and. Um, it was values, ethics, and diversity, I think was the class. And she challenged, she challenges you. She challenges you to think outside of the bubble of life that you've lived your entire life. I think Clarksville is a unique location because even though it's in Northern Tennessee, you have people coming from all over the globe and you're sitting in these seats and you don't know each other from Adam, but here's this firecracker of a woman who comes in and and just kind of shuts down any of the thoughts that you had, like that you had about the world and opens up your mind to the things that you may have missed or the things that you may not have experienced. And um, so since then, Dr. HG, I, I was always in her office chatting about stuff with the newspaper or whatever I had going on in my life. Um, she was phenomenal. And so was Dr. Gray. Dr. Gray, really, she helped me with my graduate research project. And um, she was tough. I'll give him that. I, I, Dr. Gray, she is one. She is one that's going to also challenge you as well. And she definitely challenged me. But I am a better writer and a better person because of you know all three of them. I mean, I know that there's tons of other faculty members that I had engaged with and, and worked with, but those three really shaped my Austin P experience to to no end. So along the way, you were also. I, I I really respect this of you. You put yourself out there and did a number of different internships along the way. 
you were trying to gain as much experience as possible. You were in the job of preparing yourself for a career, which I, I was uh, trying to. <laughs> I was I, trying when I saw to. that, I was like, wow, that's exactly what I've been telling students for years to do. You know, I trying to. I, I knew I needed a job out of college. You know, everybody's like, enjoy your yeah. college career, have a phenomenal time, which I did. But I also was about my business. And I was like, if I'm going to get out of here and, you know, buy a car or a house or whatever I need post-graduation, I'm going to have to have money. Got to have a job. Um, and and, I, and I'll, I'll say this. I give a lot of that credit to my parents because they worked hard. Um, and I saw them working hard, but still give us the time and have the time to be, you know, parents as well. But I saw that and I was like, yes, like I'm going to continue doing this. And so, yeah, I, so I mentioned I had an internship in Washington, DC with the Congressional Award. Um, they are Congress's only charity. Um, one of the coolest things about it was that you, um, you participate in a number of community service activities, arts activities, and then depending on the amount of hours you had, you were presented with an award from your, you know, congressional member of your district. So wherever you're from, that was our job, coordinating the award recipients with the congressional offices. So it was really fun um, being on the Hill. Good, good time. Um, it was definitely my first taste of what the real world looked like. This was my sophomore year, I believe. So I hadn't been in a big city like that before. And um, I got stuck in the metro doors a few times and um, had to run out, make sure I ran to make my make my train. And um, it was definitely something out of a movie, I felt like. But, you know, it was it was overall a great experience. And Dr. Kenny, don't know. Um, he wasn't political science, but he was also the honors commons chair at the time. And so he encouraged me to do that. And he helped me with my process, interview process, things like that got me all prepared and I landed an internship there. So I was in DC for a time. Um, I also did a five-star media group internship, which is in Clarksville. Um, I actually landed that by attending a communications internship and job fair, um, which is one note that I will mention later, but go to all of nice. the events. If there is a job fair, it, even if it's in the local Clarksville area, Go to all of them. Um, it's great practice and great opportunities for you to meet some cool people. Absolutely. And then the biggest, I guess you can call it the biggest. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's it's kind of noteworthy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a little something. Um, I, I, um, it was my, I had finished my first year of my master's program and I was finding that I was, interested a little bit a little interested in tech and wanting to see what that world looked like so on a whim sent in an application to twitter um and a couple weeks later got an email back started the interview process um and that's following you know april maybe i got a call saying hey we want to bring you out to san francisco we want to bring you on as an intern I was shocked. I was like, another big city. Here we go. <laughs> um, but I, while there, I worked 
primarily with their live video curation team. So when you get on Twitter, things have changed a little bit now. But when you get on Twitter, you had an opportunity to kind of watch any of like the live feeds of um, news stations or breaking news or however. So my job was to push that information to your cell phone, um, which is kind of funny because you don't necessarily think that there's somebody behind there actually pushing the button. But there is. And um, had a phenomenal time there. I One of the things that I did learn about myself there was that I figured I found out that big city big cities were just not for me um didn't like the hustle and bustle of all of it and um I call myself right now a city-fied country girl I like to have grass and I like to be able to cut my grass if I gotta cut it um I don't want to walk out and see concrete (laughs) and so um because of that I um I knew that this was a great opportunity but there was something for me at home where I felt comfortable. Um, and so even the, even with all of those opportunities, they definitely aligned the stars to um, landing me my first job out of uh, my graduate program out of college and kind of just shaped my path since then. But like I said, do not be afraid to apply. Don't the literally just apply. If you want to work somewhere, apply to an internship, you know, get connected with people on LinkedIn, um, network. If you want to try something, do it. Remember what I said earlier, Tammy, you can do anything. Do it. And sometimes it'll happen. And so, uh, but yeah, those were, those were some of the experiences that I had and had great support throughout all of them from faculty members and staff members as well. But you were putting in the time, you were, you were building that base brick by brick that yep. allowed you to <laughs> have the success that you eventually got. And and that's what I, I hope that students understand is that, um, you know, it wasn't the idea always that this will lead me to a job, but it's investing in myself. Um, and I'm finding out what I like and what I don't like, what I'm mm-hmm. good at, what I'm not good at, and what... Uh, I might be able to contribute in in the real world. One other thing that I want to sort of point out is that while you were here, uh, it, you were a board of trustees student representative, which is uh, not everybody gets to do that. Not everybody wants to do that. That's it was interesting. You combined that with your uh, must have been the political science minor. Yes, yes. Um, I. While in D.C., I realized I, I really love civics. I love being civically engaged. I love knowing the power that I have with a vote. I love know, I love the power of knowledge, of knowing who the candidates are, who the people are. I need to keep an eye on who is going to be directing our path for the next X some odd years that we have. Um, so the same applied at Austin P. I care so much about the institution. I was like, I want to be on this board to see what's ha- so to see what's happening and how the things and the decisions that they are making can impact students or impact our community or impact you know our faculty, our staff members. Um, it was it was an honor to serve on that board with some amazing, amazing community members, um, Michael Malley and. Um, I worked, he, he was so kind. He, (laughs) 
I told him I wanted to go to the governor's ball or the go the like the uh, big candlelight ball. That's what it is in May. Um, and he he was like, "Hey, you can come. Like, I got you covered. Come on, let's have a good time." And I just and all just because they're just such phenomenal people, um, and they made great decisions uh, in regards to what the uni- the direction of the university and where it's going. Um, and I was it was phenomenal to be a part of that. I was, it was such an honor to serve and um, really kind of know the inner workings of, a, of an institution, um, which is helpful, which kind of was another brick uh, under my belt as I work at a private institution now. So, mm-hmm. you know, you have that knowledge um, across the board and just you can do anything. You can do anything if you put your mind to it. And you, I mean, I know that a lot of my millennial peers hate the phrase like you just pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you know but some of us don't even have straps to pull or the money to put the boots on and that's where you lean on your community and you lean on the people that you work with or that you have become to know you've gotten to know that's that those are your boots you know those are your boots yeah. are the people that that help drive and help you get to where you want to go you know so it's not always about the boots it's about the actual people that lift you up that support you that write letters of recommendation that um serve as references you know it's it, it it's those people who get you where you want to go and um and having that support is just especially getting it at austin b unparalleled. Well, let's talk about your transition to uh, career. How did that happen? And, and uh, you know, did you move right to Vanderbilt? So um, actually, when I graduated with my master's, after I graduated with my master's degree, I landed a job at MPNF Strategic Communication, which is located in downtown Nashville. Um, I, ironically, Austin P was a client of theirs. Um, they helped with their paid media advertisements. And um, like I was saying, it's all about who you know and getting connected. And I just reached out to the PR folks at Vanderbilt. I mean, at, excuse me, at Austin P. And I said, hey, I'm interested in working at this company. I see that y'all are a client. Can somebody make a connection here? Can somebody just help me out? And um they were like, yeah, sure. Like, no problem. Like we have a, cl- we have a, a contact. We'll just reach out to them. We'll get it. We'll get it all worked out. Next thing I know, I got a phone call. You know, it, I was able to go in, have an interview. Um, please know, I'm going to say this to students, students, if you are going to any type of PR firm or some type of um, firm in general, there nine times out of 10, there's going to be a writing test. Um, so be prepared, mm. you know, be prepared with your with your AP style, um, knowing, you know, the basics of, of PR, making sure you're setting stuff up correctly, knowing how to research, knowing your current current events, um, because public relations is relating to the public. And if you don't know the public, how are you going to relate to them? And so just be be prepared for that um especially in communications role they're going to want to know if you can write they're going to want to know if you can if you can crank out the work and uh be prepared for that so 
that was a big curveball. Wasn't prepared for a writing test, but I ended up doing well, which was great. Um, and worked there for a couple of years. Um, really, really such a learning experience. Um, college can only set you up to do so much. When you get right. into that workforce, life is different. Um, and one of the things that MPNF taught me because you were able to kind of put your hands in everything you could work on healthcare or, or education or any type of like public based clients. And I found myself really gravitating towards a lot of the educational clients that we had. Um, I did a lot of work with, um, with things that were directly related to students, kids, um, just education in general um and I knew I thought and you know it was funny like I said I come from a family of educators I was like I don't want to be an educator I don't want to work at you know uh, a university I don't want to do any of that like but I found myself slowly being pulled um in that direction and when it was time to spread my wings I went ahead and I took a shot and I applied at Vanderbilt um, and so that's what landed me at, at the role I am, I'm in today. Um, I started out as a content strategist, so I, I did a lot of writing, a lot of feature stories, a lot kind of similar to what I did with the Allstate, a lot of, um, student profiles, faculty, staff profiles, um, that I was writing. And then I realized once again, there's something else that I'm, that I really like. And I like strategy. I like putting together strategies for whatever project it is, however we want to work it. And um, so I ended up talking to a few folks within my team and I told them this is what I would really like to kind of lean into for my career. And they were like, yeah, let's work on it. Let's do it. And so now I am in the role that I'm at today. Um, and it's so funny thinking about all of these things, you know, going back on memory lane, like what you were saying about all of the things and people and opportunities that come up to get you where you are. Mm -hmm. um, it's truly been fun. And so thinking about thinking back about it, I was like, yeah, I don't want to be, in, I don't want to be in the education field. And next thing I know, here I am following, <laughs> following in my dad's footsteps, you know, um, <laughs> And so, uh, and it's not like my sister, who's a chemical engineer, and she's building all types of cool stuff, um, you know. But I, I truly give a lot of that credit to my to my parents. I mean, just telling me I can do anything. Well, but finding I, Austin, I, there's huh? got to be a lot of growth that you've had, personal growth, as yeah. you mentioned, even after leaving Austin P. That you continue to find out what kind of skill set that you need to have or what where mm -hmm. you want to be, what kind of new skills that you need to develop. Um, so I, I think it's important for students to know that, you know, when they move into a job, it's not the learning has not stopped. Yeah. Yeah. When you move into a new role, especially with communications, you got to know the audience. Um, where are the, where is the audience? Where are people getting their information from? Um, in communications, you are a lifelong learner, which is one of the reasons why I absolutely love this field. It's because I'm having to learn 
all the time. New, new tools, new email marketing, you know, strategies, new social media platforms. During the pandemic, everybody was on TikTok. I'm still one of those people who do not have a TikTok, but I know what it's like. I know what happens. I know how the algorithms work. I know how to successfully, you know, help a client utilize the app. It's just, there's just so many new things that are happening and that are coming into play all the time. One thing that I'm keeping my eye on right now is all of the integrations of AI and artificial intelligence and being able to utilize that in your everyday life. Right. You know, how can that how can, how is that going to play into my current role? How will I be able to, you know, work with it and, and use it as a resource? Um, there's just there are just so many things that are always happening. Oh, and I, I'll say this. Do not go into a job thinking, you know, everything you have to be teachable. You got to be coachable. You got to be open to new things. Um, and yeah, like comms is. A lot of jobs have a lot of change and a lot of a lot of things that, that are different, but comms definitely you you are you gotta be you gotta keep your ear to the floor on all of the things that are happening in the world to kind of keep you know, keep you in the know and keep you uh up to date with all the cool stuff that are that's happening in the world today. Well, I think you had mentioned in your notes that um which is so so true about uh, a comms position is that an organization or business doesn't understand the importance of this position until there's a crisis, then they realize how important it is to have somebody really good in mm-hmm. that position. Yeah. I, yeah. I just, you know, for example, you know, we all lived through this, you know, we had some losses and, you know, we had a challenging time during COVID. Yeah. Um, and it took a lot out of everybody. Um, working from home, doing all of those things, but one of the things that that was that was constant was communication. People wanted to know what was happening. People wanted to hear the news. People wanted to read about the new protocols, the new things that needed to happen at their job. And guess who was doing all of that? Their communications people. Mm-hmm. Until we are faced with crises. You know, sometimes communications folks are like, oh, they're just the creative comms folks that work over there. But when something hits the fan, like, who's the first call from leadership? Who's the first call? It's going to be from the communications team because we are driving pretty much all of the machines. <laughs> you know, we help people with their messaging. We help people with um, figuring out what to say when you don't know what to say. That's right. Um it's it's so important in this role and in this work is so important um and yeah during covid that really you know in the time that it was extremely unfortunate so many things so much death so much sadness communications people really rose to the occasion and i am proud so proud of the people that i've been working with recently who who essentially kept dealing with this and we were having to write about it and keep up to date with it all day, all night. Um, so shout out to everybody who's working in PR during during COVID. I tip my hat to you. Well, I know that um, it's still early in your career. You've just gotten started, but um, I'm excited to see what's in the future for you because 
Um, I've been impressed by everything that you've done already, but also that you you have this desire to continue to grow. Um, and I think that says a lot about, again, uh, your family, you know, your own personal values and and, and what kind of person you are. As a, so um, I'm excited for that in the future. I look forward to uh, to uh, seeing you and, and meeting you in person. I, we always, uh, Celeste, we always end with this question. What kind of recommendations do you have for a young person that's maybe like yourself? Um, what kind of things do you, would you recommend for them? Uh, ooh, that's a, that's a good question. Um, before, before I answer that, I wanted to, I want to just make one, one additional note. Um, one of the things that Austin P that also really shaped who I am into got, and got me to this point is the Wilbur and Daniel African-American cultural center, um, I would be remiss if I did not give give that organization and that um, <laughs> home away from home, another mm-hmm. home that I had on campus. Um, it, Marcellus Braxton was the um, director when I was there, and he also was one of those folks that helped, you know, with writing, helped me with all of those things. And so I just wanted to give a give a uh, nod to them as well and um stu- and if you're a student yeah and if you're a student like please visit all of the um cultural centers on campus they all are open to all students it's not just for the specific group you can go to the hispanic the La- the hispanic cultural center you can go to um the windac you can go wherever and um you know, Windac usually has some some pretty good free food. So if y'all are looking for something like that, I'll make sure you follow them. They they will hopefully post where that when that's happening. Uh, Windac definitely kept me fed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but additional advice for students, um, I I will say, I know you all are so annoyed with people who say networking and I don't like to network. I'm not, I'm not a people person. I don't, you know, you can network in your own way. It can, it can look how, how, look, it can look however you want it to look. Just do it. Just network. Just send a note. Hey, my name is so-and-so. I love to do X, Y, and Z. Let's connect one day to kind of talk through this. And that will give you that opportunity to have that one-on-one time. You don't always have to go to all of these big old things. You can do a little research. Find the people you want to talk to. Send them a note. Give them a call. Yes, pick up your phone. Call people. People like to get phone calls sometimes. It is it it works. I promise. A text is nice, but sometimes phone calls are right. very very nice. Um, and you know, like I said earlier, participate in the job fairs, job markets, job whatever it is that's happening on campus, career fairs, um, because you never know where those could lead you. You know, they may not have a comms role for you then, but if you make that impression, they could have a job, a comms, you know, role for you down the road. Um, I just, it's so important, and I guess. Um, you know, my last note, kind of like what we talked about is never stop being a student, never stop being someone who can learn and that can adjust and that can kind of be a little flexible here and there. Um, 
going into this in the, into the real world, y'all, is scary. It is so scary. But guess what? You got community. You got people. Um, lean on them. You know, call them and tell them that you care and that you're thankful for them. But never stop learning. And, you know, and one day it'll happen, you know. And, and if there are any comm students that are interested or want to just kind of talk more, I'm, I am open. I can, I'm open for Zoom calls. Uh, phone calls, resume looks. I don't mind. I want to help my fellow govs get to where they want to be. Mm-hmm. And um, and so just never stop learning and just always be a good person. And it'll, you know, in time, things will fall and come in your favor. And it's just, and it's beautiful. You know, the, the journey is always beautiful when you look mm-hmm. back. And um, I'm very thankful mine well that now i know why everybody here loves you celeste and <laughs> this will always and i know you know this already but this will always be another home for you so uh, we're, we're glad that you, you are a, a, an alum hey thank you thank you so so much i like i said very excited you know i could talk about austin p all day um but yeah just never stop being a student never stop learning and I'm a phone call or a LinkedIn message away. There you go, folks. Take advantage of that opportunity. Well, thanks Absolutely. again for being on the on the podcast. Hey, thank you for inviting me. And I hope to uh, see y'all soon. Get up there and hang out with y'all in a, in a couple of months or so. Great. And thanks to all of our viewers and listeners out there for checking out the podcast. We will continue to profile some of our outstanding alumni we have here in the College of Arts and Letters at Austin Peay State University. So until next time, stay safe, take care, and God bless.